the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There may be hope for our governor's conservative chops. Yes. We start a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show with good news. Mike DeWine apparently doesn't fear COVID like he used to or common sense has gripped him in its uh, unforgiving clutches. He has a pilot program to keep kids in school if they have COVID. I don't know if this will work. I'm sure it will be pilloried and is being by the teachers unions and others, but it is worth trying. Hi, everybody. Glad to be with you. A note, this will be my final program of the week as I'm heading out of town tonight to attend a ceremony honoring my father-in-law, so no Bruce Hooley show tomorrow, but uh, we will be back on Tuesday. We have a special treat for you today as we enter the Labor Day weekend. Republican Senate candidate Josh Mandel will join us at 1133. We'll get to the bottom of why Josh Mandel is, in the eyes of the Columbus Dispatches, Laura Bishop and Haley B. Miller, such a terrible, awful person who dared to make money uh, while he was out of the public eye and no longer a public official. Uh, boy. This is quite a piece that I articulated to you the other day is filled with attack verbs and other insinuations. So we'll allow Josh the uh, pleasure, and it is a pleasure for him. Trust me, he's a uh, this is red meat for Josh Mandel, uh, but it will further his viewpoint that he's the candidate that people on the left fear most in the Senate race. There are many other candidates in that race, and I'm not sure that I agree with him at this point that they fear just him. I think any of those candidates on the uh, right-hand side of the aisle, Bernie Moreno, J.D. Vance, Jane Timken, or Josh Mandel, will be all portrayed, whichever one emerges from the primary, as the most evil option. Because, well, the story that we're going to talk about is pretty much proof of that. But back to our governor and COVID. Mike DeWine says... We had some kids in our urban areas that were not in school until March the 1st, and we don't want to repeat that. No, we don't. There is some difference, is there not, between COVID-2020 and COVID-2021 as it concerns schools. Now, I am chagrined by the number of schools locally, and particularly the number of colleges, that are requiring vaccines. I think that is uh, not appropriate. I think it is much more than not appropriate. I think it is none of their business, but they're making it their business. Ohio State, Ohio University, uh, Otterbein, Cleveland State, on and on and on, requiring vaccines. I believe uh, Ohio Wesleyan doing the same. Okay, 
I don't agree with that. But there is a difference in that there does at least seem to be a recognition that was not in place a year ago now that kids needed to physically be in school. Even the wokest of the woke can agree that being in school is better than not being in school at all. So we have made a gain, albeit a small gain. If we could just shed the masks and understand the data that kids are not nearly as much at risk as overweight elderly adults, that would be fantastic. Maybe next year we'll get to that if Anthony Fauci decides to let us return to our normal lives, as he has promised, by spring of 2022. But what is the governor's pilot program? Well, he's going to launch it in Warren County, which is near Youngstown, or is Youngstown. He says, if there is someone who is exposed to COVID, a child exposed, and that child was not wearing a mask and was not vaccinated, or that school did not have a mask mandate at the time, Normally, that child would have to quarantine at home. Yes, I think it's two weeks. Uh, But now, they're going to make available rapid testing and allow them to stay in the classroom for in-person learning. Uh, That seems to me to be uh, a much more friendly policy, a much more acknowledging that COVID does not kill school children in abundance like it does Elderly, overweight, immunocompromised adults. Uh, Of course, the Ohio Federation of Teachers hates it. Melissa Cropper, the president, says, if we had the best interests of kids at heart, we'd have a mask mandate. No, Melissa, if we had the best interests of kids at heart, we would not have a mask mandate. You would get your teachers vaccinated if they want to be, masked if they don't want to be vaccinated. And you would go on and live your life and trust that there are therapeutics, much greater awareness of how to treat COVID and all of this than there was when we were pretty much operating blind in the summer of 2020 and not as blind in the fall. But, you know, you and your other teachers and teacher advocates didn't want to open your eyes. Uh, Melissa Cropper continues with her objection. By doing this, the governor is basically saying to school districts across the state, don't worry about having a mask mandate. We're going to cover you on the back end of this. So it's empowering people to make a wrong decision for our students, for our staff, for our communities. Or it's empowering to make their own decisions. That's a more accurate way of phrasing it. So congratulations, Governor DeWine. I'm all for it. Bring it to Columbus if you want. Uh, The school that my kids attend, uh, they have a sign on the door that says, Masks, welcome. But the lion's share of the kids are not wearing them, nor are the parents. And if you go to football games on a Friday night, which is the primary, you know, cross-generational cultural interaction in a school system now, other than school board meetings, well, kids don't go to school board meetings. Parents do. Boy, the school board members don't like it. Uh, but at football games, nobody's sitting there. Well, not nobody. Very few people, extremely few people are sitting there with a mask on. Kids, shoulder to shoulder cheering, having fun, probably drives Melissa Cropper and the state teachers union crazy. Now, speaking of COVID, Joe Rogan has it. Yes, the podcast juggernaut announced yesterday over Instagram that he tested positive for COVID-19. And oh boy, the left is going to try to cancel Joe Rogan. Just good luck with that, with all the millions of people that listen to him and the millions, hundred of them that Spotify paid him. Uh, for his podcast. Uh, 
Joe Rogan is taking everything. He's taking zinc. He's taking ivermectin. He's taking antibiotics. He's taking, what was the other? I don't think he's taking hydroxychloroquine. He's taking the uh, the cocktail that uh, Ron DeSantis has touted. And he says he feels great. F- felt bad one day. Feels great. But, of course, he's being criticized because he's taking a, a an animal dewormer. So this will be the next grand stage on which the fearful left tries to uh, impugn, (laughs) Freudian slip, impugn the intelligence of those of us who aren't cowering in fear of COVID, either for faith reasons or whatever reason. If you're taking what other people say, and Dennis Prager is one of them, who says that, let's say, ivermectin works, oh, you're taking cow drugs, you're taking horse drugs, just know there are many drugs, many, that work on both humans and animals. It is a actual reflection of the lack of intelligence of the left that they act as if there is some delineation between the drug itself. Now, I will certainly agree there's a difference in how it's administered, how much of it is administered, why it's administered. But there are drugs that work on animals that also work on humans. Many, 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 many of them. So when they just say, well, it's a a horse drug. Well, it can be, but it doesn't have to exclusively be. So uh, be ready for that. Be prepared to fight back against it. Uh, Hurricane Ida, wow. The rains in the mid-Atlantic states. The videos are amazing of Philadelphia, of New York City. Nine inches of rain, and their systems were just not incredible, uh, not uh, equipped to handle that. So uh, tragically, I think 14 deaths from flooding. It really, really, really looks bad out there. But there is grand news, even in the wake of that. Maybe it's, uh, hmm, at least in that little portion of the country, you know, They might be questioning God's promise that he's never going to flood the earth again. Coincidentally, or not, that area of the country is awfully, awfully, awfully pro-abortion. Talk about your serendipity. As they are bailing water in New York and Philadelphia, uh, they are rejoicing in Texas over little babies who will not be murdered today in the womb because the Supreme Court without any assistance from supposedly conservative Justice John Roberts, uh, rose up last night and upheld a Texas heartbeat bill. We'll tell you about it next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Again, U.S. Senate candidate Josh Mandel will join us in 15 minutes. The dispatch did a hit piece on him the other day where every verb had fangs. Uh, So we'll laugh about that. We'll find out what's going on with his campaign. And as a former Marine, I'm sure Josh Mandel has many thoughts on the Marine Lieutenant Colonel who posted the four-minute video that he now thinks will not only get him relieved of his command, but court-martialed and jailed. Uh, We'll reflect on the uh, Afghanistan humiliation and the rest of the Biden presidency, which unfortunately has three years to run. Uh, Before I get to the Supreme Court 
upholding Texas abortion law that makes abortion illegal after a heartbeat is detected. Do you remember the story about the woman who went to the front desk at the spa in California after a biological man was in the locker room with his private parts exposed, and this woman was complaining to the uh, Asian clerks, it's an Asian spa, we spa, was complaining that there was a man with his genitals in full view of her daughter. Uh, the left went crazy, transphobic, blah, 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 blah. California, of course, law upholds his right to expose himself to this girl. Uh, Andy No, the guy who Antifa has tried to murder and is, I'm sure, continuing to try to murder. Uh, Andy No reports that charges were filed in connection with that incident and that the suspect is a registered sex offender. Uh, there you go. There's your uh, transgender advocacy can feel really, really, really good about that one. Now, if you're pro-life, and if you're listening to this show, I'm certainly hoping that you are, because I certainly am. It is my first test of any political candidate, whether I can support them is, are they pro-life? Have they proven it? Will they defend it? Uh, The Supreme Court last night upheld a Texas law that makes abortion illegal after a heartbeat is detected. And that happens at six weeks of pregnancy. Sadly, uh, Justice John Roberts, who was appointed by George W. Bush, sided with the liberals on the court, Sonia Sotomayor, Stephen Breyer, and Elena Kagan, but the number of justices appointed by Donald Trump uh, in tandem with uh, those leftover conservatives on the court, most notably Clarence Thomas, uh, made the difference in a 5-4 to four ruling. Roberts said he would have blocked the law's enforcement temporarily, but he could not convince his supposedly conservative brethren. They're conservative. He's not. By the way, the Supreme Court is not the only one that blocked it. A federal appeals court in New Orleans also declined to block enforcement of the law. So Greg Abbott signed it. Can't abort a baby, and it is a baby, after a heartbeat is detected most often at six weeks. Now, other laws like this in Georgia, Kentucky, have been blocked by federal courts, and I believe I'm correct on this. Didn't John Kasich punt on this, just such, this kind of legislation in Ohio? That's my recollection. Uh, Of course, the wacko uh, people who try to fudge the reality, the truth, that a baby in the womb is still a baby, are most nervous about the future of Roe versus Wade, the Texas law, which this really fries the left, the Texas law found a way around having the state be the enforcement arm preventing abortions. And that way is to empower private citizens to press charges against someone who would perform an abortion on a child longer than, uh, older than six weeks in the womb. So if you report someone, you could be the plaintiff in the case, and you could be rewarded up to $10,000. Abortion providers, of course, know they can't afford that on a mass scale, so they are now canceling abortions that were scheduled for today and going forward. There will be 
babies alive in the future because of this law. And that's a good thing. Unless, unless you are so completely detached from reality that you think it's a smart thing to tweet about how this law in Texas takes advantage of minority communities. That's exactly what Republican Congresswoman Cori Bush of Missouri. She's kind of the uh, she's kind of the Ringo star of the uh, squad. She's a member of the squad, but she's not AOC and she's not Ilhan Omar. She's like the Ringo star of the squad, but she's auditioning to get a more prominent role with stupid tweets like this. She says, I'm thinking about the black, brown, low-income, queer, and young folks in Texas. The folks this abortion health care ban will disproportionately harm. Wealthy white folks will have the means to access abortion care. Our communities won't. This is an interesting position for a black congresswoman to come out in favor of the death of black children. But that's exactly what she's doing. I guess, you know, once you start down that rabbit hole... You have to dig deeper, and she certainly did with that particular tweet. Now, the court did not decide in its majority opinion that the the law in Texas is constitutional. And we're going to probably get to a point next summer, I think it is, where as much as has been done in the past at least decade, maybe longer, the legality of Roe versus Wade will be determined by the court. There's a Mississippi case that is much more applicable to the future of Roe than this particular case, but this is encouraging. Now, Cori Bush is not the only one who's uh, wacko and crazy and out to lunch on this. Uh, Jill Colleen Jefferson is a civil rights attorney. I said attorney. Attorney means you pass the bar exam. Okay? So you are a reasonable authority on the law if you pass the bar exam to become a lawyer. Chief among the laws of the United States of America, I would think, would be the Constitution of the United States of America. Uh, Jill Colleen Jefferson uh, weighed in on the Al Sharpton MSNBC show about this Texas law and makes a interesting, albeit ridiculous, point. This is a matter of civil rights. Having the right to an abortion is a constitutional right. It's grounded in the right to privacy that is within the Constitution. And I find it really interesting that part of this argument is an argument about, you know, the right to an abortion is not explicitly listed in the Constitution. But you know what? Neither is the right to bear arms. That, the way that we interpret that law is the interpretation of a constitutional provision, the Second Amendment. In this, we are interpreting another con- we're interpreting another constitutional provision. Yet that's we're not applying that same logic to this situation. Mm. Now I do deeply appreciate Jill Colleen Jefferson's interpretation of the law, uh, but the Second Amendment that I'm looking at right now says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It is in the Constitution. It's right there. Second Amendment. You don't have to read far. You don't have to read three, four, five, six. Yeah, don't have to get into the twenties. It's number two. Uh, what college let her in? What what law school let her in? 
Uh, by the way, Jill, Colleen Jefferson, the right to privacy is not in the Constitution. You say abortion is part of the right of privacy, which is in the Constitution. No, it isn't. It is not in there. But the right to bear arms is. Wow. How did she get in? I don't know. Maybe affirmative action. I don't know. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.